0: So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. Hi, everyone. It is Saturday, December 10th, and this is another solo episode from your host, Coach Ally. It is really cold here in New York, but we're making it through, and I am on coffee number three. So today I'm on here to talk to you about recovery, the importance of it, what I mean by recovery, and what I mean by recovery, very simply put, is not To take a sedentary break and sit on your butt all day because you just ran a marathon. No, 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 no. It includes variety in your training, which means tapering off of the heavy endurance work and diverting your focus to a generalized strength and conditioning program that's individualized and tailored to meet you where you are at in your finished journey, not someone else. That's why we don't copy training programs because it might actually do us more harm than good. We might get injured. We might not optimize our performance in our training, and we don't want that. So when in doubt, ask your friends, ask the coach, ask me. I'm here as much as I can be. Um, feel free to direct message me with questions. I will get back to you in 24 to 48 hours. Cool. So this has been a hot topic forever, but I wanted to talk about it because as we are in this quote-unquote off-season, which I don't really believe in, but off-season in terms of you know, the major marathons for 2022 are pretty much behind us and we're making our 2023 goals. Uh, Shout out to my athletes who all just submitted their 2023 goal programs yesterday and I have a lot of stuff to go through, but it's all exciting. I hope you're planning some exciting things for 2023 as well. Uh, But yeah, I want to talk about recovery a little bit and why this is a good time to optimize on it in your training. So, That being said, that was a mouthful. Um, If you do not basically take the time to recover after a marathon, a few things could happen. Your fitness could plateau. You could also experience burnout, mental burnout. You could get injured. You could just not fall in love with the sport. The whole purpose is running to keep it fun right we want to keep it fun so understand that in order to do that running all the miles is not gonna is not gonna make you for sure it could break you Um, there is a truth to cliches but I'm saying that because I used to be one of those people I ran myself into the ground I ran three sequential marathons the New York City Marathon Los Angeles, San Diego, where I qualified for Boston in 2017, and then proceeded to run Boston without including any sort of variety in my training, no recovery, and by recovery that includes just variety, so strength training to get all of my muscles and my joints generally primed to them run and bear the bear the impact of running. So. understanding that fitness occurs during recovery like when you're resting, when you're not actually working out is such a key here. I think that it's for many of us and you know, I could speak for definitely myself, I'm sure many of you could relate. When you're recovered, when sorry, when you're injured and you are fearful of losing fitness, you might a little bit, but think about all of the things that running brings you. Running brings you such joy if you do it, right? So imagine having that taken from you because that will happen if you don't allow your body to recover. And so allowing yourself to just vary up your training uh, recovery looks a little bit like this for me and for many of my alth- athletes coming out of a marathon block. So pulling back on the endurance and focusing on general strength training and more anaerobic speed work or muscular endurance, uh, performing more runs at a lower volume of runs, but getting more time on on our feet and reducing the amount of recovery time between our runs so that we don't lose that base. And we take a break on the endurance and just all the mileage because then our technique could get messed up and, you know, we don't want that. So generally speaking, having a full body strength routine to prepare your body to handle the impact of running will save you, will enable you to hit the ground running, no pun intended, when it's ready to hit that marathon training block. Uh, And by doing exercises that strengthen your general muscles and condition you uh, just overall as an athlete will help you to run stronger and faster without getting injured. Now, my, my biomechanics king, Dr. Yesis, he is all about, he has a Yesis method and he is very, very big on muscular endurance and training your muscles in specific movement patterns and the range of motion in the ways they're used when they run. That was a mouthful. But the reason being is because you need to develop strength in the same range of motion over which that strength is displayed in your running stride. And you need to have the same types of contractions in your specialized strength drills that's used in your running stride. So that all being said, this is getting into technique work, allowing your body to recover from pulling back on the running and focusing on things like the knee drive, the force-producing movement that you need the hip flexor um, to be strong to do uh, because the knee drive, it happens when the leg's behind your body and when it's underneath your body. Um, the ankle extension that propels you forward, that's critical and a key to successful running. Um, these are little, little things, little movement patterns that could be coupled with a general strength routine to develop total body strength and strengthen the whole body. And then once you get into the specialized strength training phase, you could repeat these drills in conjunction simultaneously as you're running and even when you heavy up on your marathon training. So for example, As a beginner, if we're looking at the whole body, we could put together about 20 different exercises to strengthen our ankles, knees, legs, quads, uh, abductors, adductors, outer and inner thighs, uh, our obliques, all of our muscles um, that we use when we run. Even the bench press, lateral arm raises, bicep uh, curls, tricep pushdowns, performing 20 exercises, um, might not be necessary, but wherever you feel like you generally need an overall strength and conditioning program that you're not going to be lopsided or have asymmetries, you want to make sure you have a balanced program performing both single leg and double leg strength exercises. And it doesn't have to be with heavy weight, especially if you're a beginner. I highly recommend against that higher repetitions. For example, like 10 to 15 of each exercise with a 10-pound dumbbell if you're just starting out. One time. This whole set of three thing, Dr. Yeses came up with this, and there is no science-backed research supporting it. You will get the biggest return on your investment by just doing one set versus three sets of your strength training drills. You want to have a little time for balance in your life, right? And you don't want to overtrain yourself or head into burnout. So that could happen when you do too much of something too soon. Enough with the three sets. There's no science-backed evidence that three sets is more efficient than one. It's more about the consistency and staying dedicated to your own structured training routine and not lacking. So if you have your strength training drills, one set of, let's say, 15 exercises, 10 to 15 reps of each exercise one time, three times a week, the same days every week. For a four-week mesocycle, that's, that's just a cycle, and then, and then over a larger annual training program, that's going to work. But you want to keep those three days consistent and apply progressive overload as you progress uh, towards your goal event or your A race, and then move into more specialized strength training, uh, focusing on areas that you need more work, but that's another podcast episode. So you get what I I mean by this. So developing muscular endurance is your base, then moving on to pure strength, and then more explosive strength or plyometrics, um, like, you know, explosive calf raises, for example, as a plyometric, that's the sequence things should go in as you progress towards your goal event. Some long distance runners might need explosive exercises, maybe for like the mile, but not so much for the marathon. It's more general conditioning, strength, technique work, always keeping your regimen consistent, putting exercises in your program in a way that works for you and systematically applying progressive overloads. You don't run into fitness plateaus. You don't burn out. You keep your training fun and you optimize it. So you're avoiding injuries and seeing performance improve and just running better overall for life. So you know, I, I, I really, including what I just said, and maybe having a four-month block where you're focused on other sports, other things, yoga—I don't know, other just anything other than all of the miles that marathon training entails—will help you to recover from your marathon, but not. Lose your fitness and develop fitness in ways that running all of those long threshold runs and all those long easy effort runs doesn't. So I don't really know if that makes sense, but you want to include variety in your training so you don't plateau in your fitness. You polarize the training. You allow the stress of the training to equal the recovery. So plain and simple. Say we're looking at a week right here in our new generalized strength program. And, you know, we have a middle long run, let's say like a seven mile long run on a Sunday. I would not recommend doing strength on that day as well, because you might not recover quickly enough, even if you leave three to four hours between your strength session and your long run session, because that's a long run. And you're not marathon training right now. So you want to space out your strength So that you could give that your all, give it the least amount of your time, get the most out of it, hence the one set, not the three sets. And you want to be able to not be tired for your long run, sustain a consistent pace throughout, or effort rather. All of my ladies that I coach and men know that I am very big on not focusing on the pace during any easy effort or conversational pace runs. The reason being, they serve a purpose to get the time spent on your feet, to, to obviously allow uh, physiological adaptations to occur, to increase your heart and your lungs, to increase your aerobic capacity, your endurance. This is not working your anaerobic threshold or your acidosis threshold. It's not working your VOT max. Uh, we want to actually be able to run these easier effort runs or recovery runs rather. They could be sometimes called that so that we are able to give those interval workouts or give those harder workouts and sessions our all polarizing the training. So recovery needs to equal the stress. Variety needs to be included in your annual training cycle. I would recommend picking one or two races that you are focusing on within six months of each other, especially the longer they are. So if you're going for a half marathon, you could be a little shorter. You could have like you know, five months, I wouldn't recommend anything closer to that, especially if you want to race the two versus run each as like more of a workout. Cause then you could just include that as a tempo run, a half marathon, if you want to include it as a workout and one really race it or two really race it. They're five months apart. Same goes for the marathon. You have two marathons a year. You could do those. You could race each one as long as they're at least six months apart, I'd suggest. But again, it depends on you your fitness history, your fitness level, your goals, Uh, but if it's a performance goal to run a faster marathon, I would suggest doing that and making sure that you have ample time to recover between your workouts, between your marathons, so that you are following a periodized program year over year that's building you up to become your strongest running self. So that being said, I hope you had some good takeaways from today's little solo podcast episode. I would love to hear your comments, feedback, suggestions under the show notes. Feel free to email me, allison.felsenthal at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening today. Have a great Saturday, and I will see you next week and for the next solo episode. Don't forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show, sharing on running feats, training methodologies, and all things running related to help you keep your running fun. Reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the Run With Alley community so you can connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do. Again, do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button, Apple Podcasts, or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I can better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Ally Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, Sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now. All you need to submit is your email and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Allie Live. See you next time.